Oh man. Ah. Yes. It's time to read once again. Yes. Time to smack down the left. Yeah. WWE. It's your boy Young Blake. The now forever, yo. Smack that loud. Let's get it. Man, oh man. All right. So we going to start off tonight with Daniel Bryan, WWE World Heavyweight Champion. The new Daniel Bryan, that is, uh, taking on... Wow, this is actually a huge uh, honor, I'm sure, for the the challenger or his co- opponent. But it's a 205 Live, the heart of 205 Live, Mustafa Ali. I think it's real cool that um they were able to make him feel as if he is a championship level uh, competitor also. You know, we know we're going to see that um, Cedric Alexander and... The juggernaut of 205 Live, Buddy Murphy, are going to go one-on-one at TLC for the Cruiserweight Championship. But we don't want to leave Mustafa out. So, to be able to... I think this is almost a first ever, too. Like, I haven't even seen a 205 uh, competitor compete on SmackDown Live in recent memory. So, in my head, this is a first... But we all know Mustafa Ali is amazing at putting on a great match. And um, taking on the WWE World Heavyweight Champion is, you know, in and of itself, a great opportunity, you know. So that's really big. We don't want him to seem like we forgot about Mustafa Ali at all. You know, just because said is the number one contender doesn't mean that Mustafa isn't, uh, again, championship caliber immaterial or anything like that so to see him go against Daniel Bryan I'm gonna be uh highly excited during the match because I know what Ali can bring to the table and we all know that the new Daniel Bryan is a completely uh different animal than what he was when he was the yes movement to Daniel Bryan and I know later tonight we're gonna have Oscar versus Charlotte in the Wrestlemania rematch (sighs) Charlotte and Oscar have gone at it a number of times. Charlotte has actually uh, pinned and submitted Oscar. Uh, was she pinned her? I think. I mean, either way, I know she's tapped out to the figure eight a number of times. And um, I've I've heard rumors of what Oscar has uh, gotten into by the end of the night, what she's uh, been able to uh, create for herself as far as a, a great reputation and reminding everyone but I'm kind of just gonna wait because I didn't get a chance to see that so you know we're all about to find out what Oscar's capable of you know more so and I'm definitely excited about their match coming up so these are the two major things I know that we got some real uh big matches coming up in in between you know now and the end of the show so I'm just really excited and uh anticipating the full uh, go home show for SmackDown Live heading into Survivor, excuse me, heading into TLC, streaming live this Sunday on the WWE Network. Let's get it. All right, so we greeted at the top of the show with our WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Daniel, well, the new Daniel Bryan, and he apologizes because last week he called the fans sheep, but he apologized to the sheep. Because he didn't want to compare quote-unquote idiots to sheep when sheep didn't necessarily do anything. I know that, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan is 
a bit different. And I know this is the week of the faces, so we have to uh, look at it like... Uh, yeah, he's not saying nice things, and he's calling Las Vegas fickle. And I can't... I couldn't disagree with him more. It's a great city, but... There is no carbon hoofprint, and he is technically right about that. No such thing as a carbon hoofprint. He uh, he thinks the fans are fickle because they used to live vicariously through the old Daniel Bryan, but being to the fact that he has embraced a new part of himself, a new character, and, and doing what it takes and uh, embracing his truth, the fans aren't really with it, and they used to love him when he would, I guess, cater to what they wanted, you know, so, you know, I, I can't say that he's wrong, but I don't think that he's right, you know, I think, I think he should realize uh, where the fans are coming from, you know, but at the end of the day, those people are still, quote unquote, by his mental mindless consumers, and they're literally aiding in destroying the earth, so, eh. You know, when's his match with uh, Mustafa Ali? Because, you know, he uh, he's out here offending all of the feds. And that's not very nice. For it was William Gattis that said, Stupidity is the cultivation of ignorance. Or something like that. And I, we all can see that Daniel Bryan has been in very, very deep thought about uh, how he feels about people, and he tried to sum up Las Vegas, you know, of course, we know he has his WWE World Heavyweight Championship match uh, coming up this Sunday at TLC, and he is definitely under the impression that AJ Styles is not going to win that match, he believes that he is going to win, and he called the fans stupid for thinking otherwise. This is met with Mustafa Ali, understandably so, and, you know, let's be mindful that the WWE World Heavyweight Champion can essentially say what he wants, so let's not be mad at him, <laughs> I see him, you know, so, I'm interested to see how AJ Styles is going to respond to this, uh, whether tonight or on Sunday, but let's see what happens with Mustafa Ali and the new Daniel Bryan uh, go head-to-head cool, so Mustafa comes out and attempts to introduce himself, but Daniel Bryan already knows who he is, now, Daniel Bryan uh, goes on to tell Mustafa Ali that he is a great competitor, you know, he puts an excellent amount of respect on what it is that Mustafa Ali is capable of as an in-ring WWE superstar, and he even lets him know that he sees a lot of himself in him. The fans boo because they're not into an idea like that. The new Daniel Bryan uh, clearly to them is nothing like the heart of 205 Live, Mustafa Ali. And, you know, Daniel Bryan goes on to let them know, like, look, these people don't care about the match we're going to have. After the fact, they're going to basically forget about it because they're too self-absorbed and they're, they're too worried about their mindless consumption and... To be, uh, to be frank, they, they don't deserve to see the match between the two. Uh, 
I can't hear where DB is coming from. <laughs> it's pretty funny, you know, because it almost seems like a, a scared heel, you know, not wanting to take on a, you know, up and coming baby face. But at the same exact time, this is the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And he does raise a good point, a fair point also. Like, are we going to forget about this match? I know I won't. I'm actually taking this match that much more seriously between the two because it's something that we don't necessarily get all the time. And I do think, again, this is a first. I haven't seen a competitor from 205 Live compete on SmackDown, you know, since the whole shebang started. We would always see it on Raw. But to know that SmackDown has been able to come this far, you know, that's that's really, really cool. So shouts to Mustafa for being able to get in there and do this. Well, the face speaks. So after all of that, as I attempt to keep my composure, Daniel Bryan, the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, asked the heart of 205 Live, Mustafa Ali, about what type of car he drives. What vehicle does he navigate Mother Earth with? And Mustafa Ali answers, well, as you know, I drive a sports utility vehicle. Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, that is, he asked, before making, well, he pretty much asked, hey, you're a very, very small man in stature. Why is it that you need to drive an SUV? I think I might have mixed the story up a little bit, but either way, why do you need to drive? sports utility vehicle and this is what Mustafa Ali said well as you know I have a wife and two children and Daniel Bryan proceeds to smack the holy high hell out of Mustafa Ali and reply with ignorance Daniel Bryan called him ignorant is anyone aware wait Wait, wait, I can't do this. This is not the week for the heels. This is the week where I advocate for the faces. So, I will not attack the gas-guzzling car that emits so many poisonous toxins onto the earth. I'm going to respect the fact that the man has children and a wife that he has to take around. And they can't just be in a, you know, a little baby matchbox. I get that. I get that. 
So, Mustafa Ali gets slapped twice. Not cool. That's not how we doing 205 Live. You ain't going to hit me a third time, says Ali pretty much. Blocks the hit. Punches him in the face. And now we've got the match started. Let's go. Punches in the face. Drop kick off the rope. I mean, drop kick off the apron. And then Mustafa Ali goes up top and hits him with a front flip type senton from in the ring. I mean, from off the top rope to outside of the ring. 205 type energy brought directly to the world heavyweight champion as to say, listen, you can feel whatever you want and you can hold whatever title you want, but you will not, will not bully me. Shouts to Mustafa Ali for having the heart <clears throat> to go ahead and do that because that says a whole lot. He's representing the 205 Live roster, so everybody on SmackDown Live that feels like they can take somebody on in 205 with no issue. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I mean, let's pay attention. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, and I don't want to, you know, I'm, we're advocating for the good guys, but um, 205 Live looking like, you know, they already got a victory on a, on the main roster, you know, last night on Monday Night Raw, you know, on Monday night, we are seeing Leo Rush able to uh, pin Elias. Don't tell me about the details of the match. We know right now there's a lot going on as far as general manager elect Corbin and his buddies, but we're not going to get into that. We're just going to recognize, just like just like they say, the record book states it, yo, the win is a win. So whatever, whatever. This was the opening segment to SmackDown Live. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope you guys did too if you didn't see it. If you didn't, you should go back and watch it. It was a really, really good one. Whoops. Seems we had a slight technical uh, malfunction with the full episode uploading. I apologize. But we are in the match. And well, we're still in the very first match between the new Daniel Bryan and Mustafa Ali. And it is a fairly even bout thus far. Mustafa Ali is uh, showing that he is a great offensive coordinator as far as putting his moves together against Daniel Bryan. And the WWE World Heavyweight Champion is uh, showing levels of experience that uh, the young upstart, the cruiserweight, doesn't really uh, have just yet, but he is in there showing that he can hang with the WWE Champion. So it was a very fun match thus far. So they had a, a you know, they had the commercial break, but they had the in-ring action continuing on. We saw a lot of great moves, a lot of high-impact moves. A cool, uh, I'm not too great with for calling the names of these moves, but it was like a picked up both of them. I was thinking it was like a tiger suplex, but it was like a snap tiger suplex. Mustafa Ali was trying, he was getting a couple of moments in, but like he got a big Spanish fly in off the top rope, even so. Like, like commentary said, I think it was uh, Corey Graves said, Yeah, you got to pull out the heavy artillery. Um, when you're going in there against the WWE champion, especially in an opportunity like this, where it's you know, a fair rarity that any of this takes place, but uh, Daniel Bryan, I mean, that Spanish fly, just to stay on it for a moment, you know, you could see, uh, you know, it's a move where both superstars take, uh, you know, take a level of the impact, and, you know, Mustafa Ali looked like he drove a bit of the air out of his body when he pulled it, because he landed directly on his midsection, I mean, the top rope is a very, very uh, high space, regardless of that, 
we saw Daniel Bryan put Mustafa in the tree of woe, kicked him twice in the chest, maybe three times. It was they looked very impactful. Daniel Bryan is extremely strong, and then he went for a baseball slide, which connected directly in his face. So I mean, come on, it's not looking like uh, right now. It's not looking too bright for Mustafa Ali on forward in the match. I don't know if he's going to be able to uh, claim victory in this. Because, I mean, it's just clearly a, a class difference, you know, not necessarily even weight class because Daniel Bryan and him are like the same height. I say Daniel got a couple of pounds on him only because of the weight limit, but not not by many, you know, but, you know, the trainer regimen's got to be different. And, I mean, Mustafa Ali, his diet is, I'm sure, probably different than the vegan Daniel Bryan. So it's looking like Daniel Bryan is going to be able to take this one. He the way he got it in the bag. But let's see how the match plays out. Stupidity is the deliberate cultivation of ignorance. That is a very powerful statement. Deliberate cultivation of ignorance. Go look those words up or think about them and recognize the fair truths in that statement. We saw attempt at a back suplex off of the top rope from the Daniel Bryan delivering it to Mustafa Ali, but Mustafa was able to have the wherewithal to reverse it off the top, had a backflip, and when he landed, he landed another back tumble to land on his feet. His feet got caught up in the bottom ropes a little bit, but it still speaks to the agility of, you know, the heart of the 205 Live roster. We saw Daniel Bryan land fairly hard on his uh, tailbone area, and I uh, think of the the uh, velocity from the fall or his uh, whiplash. He the back, hit the back of his head on the mat, maybe just maybe, or just the impact in itself hurt the back of his head. We do know that Daniel Bryan, you know, has uh, gotten past the neck injuries and concussions, but you know it's always scary to see him go in there and potentially be hurt you know like that's a long fall especially to not get the impact on the other superstar so uh daniel bryan was able to get up while ali was in the corner on the turn turnbuckle and he went for a drop kick a running drop kick in onto the turnbuckle but mustafa ali again had the wherewithal to dive out of the way and daniel bryan hit the top hit a backflip to land on his uh let's say his front section but he was on the mat got up and Mustafa Ali is attempting to mount some form of offense we saw a bit of back and forth between the two we saw Daniel Bryan uh, try to get him into the ropes hit a back flip and Mustafa Ali was able to get to the ropes himself and hit his tornado DDT I would call it patented but I almost don't want to but we know Mustafa Ali has been able to set up some forms of victory uh or at least segue into some victories off of that very cool Tornado DDT. So um, I think he actually looks at uh, some of Shane's old game tapes because Shano, he, well, he's the best in the world for a reason. But I know that he has a, a fair Tornado DDT that moves in the same fashion. <laughs> History lesson for you back in the WWF Attitude days on the old consoles, last gen, it was, that move was actually called laying the smack of down. Or laying the SmackDown, something like that. We're on SmackDown Live. Just wanted to throw that fun fact in for you. Mustafa Ali heads to the top rope. 
uh, presumably for the 054. If he hits this one on Daniel Bryan, man, I think he might be able to pick up a victory over the WWE champion. Let's see what happens. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, they went for that 054. That's the inverted 450. It looks completely beautiful in motion. However, uh, Daniel Bryan was able to move out of the way. And, you know, that impact along with that Spanish fly and, you know, the taking the amount of punishment that he was taking from the WWE World Heavyweight Champion the entire match. I think that might have been the the last gasp or the last ditch effort from Mustafa. Uh, he, he couldn't do anymore. Daniel Bryan, when he moved out of the way and Ali landed, you know, Dame Ryan grabbed his leg and did the same, proceeded to do the same thing that he did to AJ Styles last week, took his leg, it's not necessarily against the rules, you know, take his leg and he's slamming his knee or the back of his leg into, you know, the hinge part, he's slamming that into uh, the, the LED post uh, multiple times, and, oh man, he gets back in the ring, and, you know, Ali is basically limping and get up, hits him with a chop block, then locks in the heel hook, and that was that was all she wrote, folks. Ali had no choice but to uh, submit to the new Daniel Bryan, and it's completely understandable, you know. Like take nothing away from Mustafa Ali, he was extremely game. He brought a great fight, but all in all, let us recognize that there is a clear difference between over here on the main roster and the 205 Live roster. I would love to see some more uh, cruiserweights go at it with some more uh, main roster superstars in coming weeks. This was a great way to uh, exhibit all of the skills that both sides have, and it was nice to see the mixing and matching of the two. So we get the graphic of, you know, Sunday. Which, let's not forget, we got the WWE World Heavyweight Championship uh, bout between Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. And... That was actually interrupted. We had to cut back to the very top of the stage where the new Daniel Bryan yet again chop blocked Mustafa Ali and began to stomp his head in, grab both of his arms and stomp his head into the the stage, the tight, the, 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 the damn stage. And that's not cool. Why are you doing this to the two? Why are you doing this to a cruiserweight one? You know, are you trying to show AJ Styles something? I mean, we don't know how to take it, but that's what the WWE champion chose to do. And this again, I'm not. We let's not forget this uh, lends to that idea of uh, the championship possession. You know, that spirit energy. That's right. Daniel Bryan is a completely new human being. We're seeing the the innermost of him while he's uh, the champion, and. I know that at the end of the day, this is a message to AJ Styles, and I'm pretty sure that AJ is going to come on Sunday at TLC with his A game intact, because situations like this, uh, they, you know, AJ's not going to take that sitting down. He's not. We know that AJ has, uh, everybody had to play dirty against AJ in order to pick up a victory. No one could be outside of Brock Lesnar. You know, but that's something we're not going to talk about right now. But, uh, and I mean, it, this AJ still put up a great fight, you see. So, AJ Styles has proven to be a great champion. You know, Brock Lesnar is a completely different story in and of himself. 
you know so and we don't even really we can't really count the one night a year one night a year we're rolling smackdown superstars uh, go head to head in combat for brand supremacy like that's it doesn't count i'm pretty sure if the stakes was different the result might be just as different but let's stay on the topic of how everybody's had to go and cheat in order to beat the phenomenal aj styles we can go right to wrestlemania with uh shinsuke nakamura and how we saw a brand new side of him we're delivering a complete low blow, and that turned into a huge thing where everybody needed to low blow AJ in order to win. We can respect Samoa Joe because he didn't necessarily cheat, but at the same time, we definitely saw that AJ Styles was able to get the best of even him, a Samoan submission specialist, you know, and, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan clearly uh, tapped out. He submitted to the phenomenal AJ Styles, and... The only way he could get the victory was a low blow, but going back to the Nakamura, uh, <coughs> excuse me, going back to the Nakamura rivalry, we know that AJ was able to uh, play that same game that Nakamura was playing, and guess what? AJ was able to pick up the victory. So I think AJ's going to have to come with a little bit of that type of static if, you know, if. Uh, he wants to have a chance at beating Daniel Bryan this Sunday at TLC. Because if not, then Daniel Bryan is clearly going to do that again. And he's clearly going to be able to walk away with the World Heavyweight Championship. We'll see if Daniel Bryan, I mean, excuse me, we'll see if AJ decides to go that direction. I think he's going to have to if he wants to win a championship. But at the end of the day, it's not up to me. It's really up to AJ and, you know, the highest powers uh, backstage at Gorilla. But <laughs> we all speak on Gorilla. Okay, so next up, we have the rap battle between the bar and they're taking on the Usos. Now, I'm not really too sure how this is going to turn out. I know that the bar is dressed like, uh, well, Seamus has the Scotty Too Hottie on with his mohawk out, RTH. And um, Seamus... Uh, you know, he has, they both have Kangos on, Seamus has his backwards, and, um, this is our, uh, these guys, this, it's pretty hilarious, they look like something directly out of an 80s video, and they're taking on the Usos, who are more of, uh, uh they look more of, like, the modern day battle rappers, but the bar is the ones who, uh, who challenged the Usos to this rap battle, and we know that there's going to be a triple threat match between the Bar, the Usos, and the New Day come uh, Sunday at Survivor Series uh, so for the Tag Team Championships, if I haven't already made that clear. So we're going to see uh, a rap battle to, you know, to give us an idea as to who might have the momentum uh, going into the match. Thank you to... Uh, Mattel for the WWE uh, Best of Attitude Era Elite Action Figures because they are the ones who are available at Amazon, but they're the ones who's going to, uh, uh, they've aided us in being able to bring you guys this rap battle. <laughs> so listen in and let's enjoy. 
Drop the mic with the ball. <laughs> they uh, definitely got jiggy on those posers. All right, and the score is trash. <laughs> it was a trash can. New Day being the judges, they gave him a trash can. Topical, lol. All right, well, let's see what the Usos have to say in response to that. Talk to him. That was actually a very good line. It's gel he puts in that. Teeth buckle and turnbuckle. No knuckle. No knuckle, turnbuckle. Okay. I get it. So he's claiming Iron Man. That was an old Dean characteristic. 
talk. Oh, 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 my goodness, shenanigans. What? Well. Talk, Corey. Yeah, we, we see how Corey did that. Good shit, Corey. That was funny. Part of my lingo. Anyway, <laughs> apparently the bar were very upset because they were getting outrhymed and outclassed. And uh, they tried to attack the Usos. They, the Usos were able to duck out of the way, got him out the ring. And it was a quick stare-off between the New Day and the Usos. And all in all, the bar got back in the ring. They are the tag team champions, of course. And quickly cleared the ring of everyone that they are going to be facing on this Sunday at TLC. And, you know, by the end of it all, as you guys heard, they were standing strong, standing tall. And... They clearly don't just set the bar. They run the bar. <laughs> and I'm not saying that to disrespect them. I'm just saying that because of the run BAR reference. That I'm still a little salty. I didn't make at the very beginning of the uh, rap off or battle rap contest or however we're gonna call it. I wanted to, I wanted to say it. So in the off chance that Corey Graves ever gets to hear this, shouts to you for thinking about what I. What we were thinking of. We'd be, we'd be on the same wavelength at times, myself and Corey Graves. But I think everybody would say that, wouldn't they, right? The, the guys that like him, they all think that he says the things that they're thinking and uh, whatever, right? So um, if anybody uh, follows Corey Graves on Twitter, just uh, go let him know about your boy. I ask him if he could download the Anchor app and perhaps maybe one day he could give this a listen and recognize that we'd be saying and thinking the same things regarding the sports entertainment product, but whatever. Let's get to this next segment. Listen to how good this English is. Look at her. some applause for speaking her English that much better now I'm telling you guys that her and Shinsuke are both getting really good at it and that was a small complaint that some uh some areas in the WWE universe had I was able to hear and I read regularly and it's just just fine I think she's coming along very well I'm very proud to like Asuka and never stopped liking her Either way, she wasn't finished. I apologize for cutting her off. Let's let's see what she let's see what else she has to say. <clears throat> ah? See what I mean? See what I mean? And then they, she threw in a little bit of the, the Japanese flair at the end. It's just enough. Whew! You can't say you ain't feel that chill when she came through talking that talk, man. Either way, you know later tonight we do have. Uh, Rusev and the carriage, well, excuse me, you know, the, the greatest, the Bulgarian brute, Ruru, Rusev, to end Jeff Hardy, the charismatic enigma taking on the United States champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, and the Samoan submission specialist, Samoa Joe, in a tag team match. 
we know that uh, Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe have been having a little bit of, uh, you know, turmoil in the past couple of weeks. Samoa Joe has been poking and prodding at Jeff because of his, uh, you know, you know, past that he isn't necessarily the most proud of, and he's still trying to pass judgment on him for it. And we know that Shinsuke Nakamura doesn't feel that Rusev is at all good enough competition, and he was able to show that. But Ruru wants to feast on Shinsuke Nakamura. He said he's hungry for the United States Championship, for his United States Championship. And it only reminds me of when uh, Rusev had that year-long winning streak. And um, he was very, very, very brutal to John Cena back in the day for the United States Championship. Where he uh, eventually had to succumb to a loss in some sort of stipulated match. I think it was like a flag match or something like that. Where he still had a great showing, but I mean, in a regular matchup, you know, I don't know. I think Ruru might get it. So we're going to see how Shinsuke is able to stand up to him eventually, maybe one-on-one. But again, tonight we got a tag team match between those four WWE superstars, which I highly anticipate. Right, next segment, we've got Miz directly in the ring. You know, these guys are in Las Vegas, and they were just playing the music. Uh, so sigh, so sigh. It was the music that they played during the Festival of Friendship, you know, back in the day when we had uh, Y2KO. That was the uh, tag team of Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. Not too big of a fan of Chris Jericho right now, personally, and I'm, look, I'm saying that out loud. I'm not a happy camper with him because he wants to, he, I mean, he has something he wants to prove and he's done his thing for such a long time, but, uh, you know, sometimes uh, the loyalty thing with him comes into question, especially in the most recent uh, ventures with him as a superstar in general. I can respect him and I'm just not that happy with him, but moving on to uh, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, please get well soon. We are all anticipating your return. I do not look at any dirt sheets concerning your return. I don't look at any of that, any of that. but I do want to see Kevin Owens uh, come on back. Perhaps we could see a very surprise entry from him uh, during the Royal Rumble uh, sometime in January, uh, streaming live on the WWE Network. We have to get past TLC first, but you know, we do want to see uh, KO back in the ring again. Just like Sami Zayn, let's not forget. But that's all in time. Right now, we got the Miz in the ring basically uh, begging Shane to come on down to the ring because, you know, it, they, they've they got this little best of the world trophy uh, madness going on where Miz is completely under the impression that this is their baby. And the World Cup trophy is uh, something that bonds them together. So we need to have these guys on the same page. So let's see what Miz is trying to get uh, Shane onto the ring for. <laughs> let's find out. <laughs> so Miz begs Dan. I mean, excuse me. Miz begs Shane O'Mac to come to the ring. Shane O'Mac comes down and pretty much asks him if he's doing okay because this whole thing with the trophy is, you know, a little weird. Miz uh, says, look, it's not about the trophy. It's really more so about us being able to be a tag team. And because they're already two-thirds best in the world. And, you know, Miz is really trying to 
be the best in the world with, with Shane. So he's trying to set up a tag team, and, and uh, I think Shane is a little busy with his commissioner duties. But now, apparently, Chip and Chad, the Vegas boys, are coming on down to the ring for a tag team match between themselves and Miz and Shano and well wow let's let's see how this all takes place so Chip and Chad come to the ring and Miz goes onto the apron and Shane is blindsided by these two and this makes Shane have to basically defend himself of course you know Shane McMahon is the best in the world so he held his own Punches and bunches, just as Corey Graves said. He completely laid these two guys out. Had one of the guys over the top rope. Threw him. Couldn't even get back in the ring after that. And, uh, you know, hit some of his signature Shano moves. Flying elbow from the... You know, it was like a spinning elbow. And then he hit him with the... Uh, hit him with that tornado DDT. Laid the smack down on him. It was awesome. You know, Shano... It's, it's always good to see Shane perform. If, you, if you're trying to look at this from a standpoint of complaining, then you're going to complain. But if you're looking at it from a sports entertainment space where we're seeing, like, some live action, Shano was out there getting it going. He held his own, and we had the Miz in the corner cheering for him. But it was it was great comedy, in my humble opinion. I thought it was hilarious. So, Shane eventually got one of the, one of the guys to tap out to the triangle choke, and... um. There we go. The best in the world yet again has to show his demonstrated skills, which was halfway unnecessary because the Miz begged for him to show it. But at the end of the day, Shano did it. It was very, very entertaining. And let's uh, let's move on to the next segment. Ooh, so then we get Paige backstage being all mad at the referee that ran down to the ring to officiate the match. But we found out from the referee that the Miz said that Paige sanctioned the match. So Mike the Miz lied on the general manager of SmackDown Live. How about that? Then we get the, the these two with the invoice of $5,000. So this was just a bunch of uh, fuckery from the Miz. Pardon my language, but this was crazy. I don't even know how to make it. I don't know what to make of it. But let's continue on to the next segment. All right, so Randy Orton is coming down to the ring, and we know we've seen the much more vicious side of Randy Orton in the past couple of months. He's going to get to take on Rey Mysterio in a chairs match this Sunday at TLC. We know that Randy has been doing some wild things to Rey with the chair. Excuse me. He's been slamming him into the ring post. He's been slamming him on the ring steps. It's been beyond crazy. Uh, you know, what he's done to other superstars before this. I don't really want to continue going into it because it's just, uh, it's just brutal. And we look, to, we look forward, you know, to seeing what he's going to be able to do with the steel chair come Sunday. I wasn't really thinking that there was going to be a chairs match this year, but being to the fact that we're going to have one is going to be very, uh, let's just call it interesting. But I'm very curious, all in all, to see how uh, Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio could get creative with chairs and make them entertaining without necessarily uh, really bringing each other serious bodily harm. Alright, so 
Randy in the ring telling him, telling Ray that he need to be worried, asking if every, Ray's really okay with it after everything that's happened over the past three weeks to him, you know, regarding the steel chair and says that all the boys in the back come Sunday are going to be worried about the three letters of TLC, but Rey Mysterio is going to have to worry about RK, but then Randy takes a chair shot to the back for the O from Tom Phillips because, you know, Rey Mysterio comes in, begins to wail on him with a steel chair, throws a chair at him, gives him a kick to the midsection, Randy falls to the second rope, which we all know sets him up for the 619. Rey Mysterio hits the 619, and then Randy hightails uh, it. He retreats, and this is what uh, gives us our excitement for their chairs match this Sunday at TLC, streaming live on the WWE Network. I don't have a, I don't have a pony in the race, but we all want to see uh, uh, we all want to see Ray win, but you know. We also want to see how crazy Randy can get. I hope that Ray is as safe as humanly possible because we know that Randy is crazy. <laughs> you know, anytime Randy gets on camera in a match or gets crazy, crazy, it's always goddamn it, Randy. So uh, I hope I hope Ray goes in and he remain he keeps safe. That's really all I can say about that. So then, backstage, we see the man, Becky Lynch, uh, you know, walking around doing her thing. And she's in, not interrupted, but she's uh, uh, stopped by the lovely Kayla Braxton. She asks, well, asking uh, since Charlotte and Oscar are going to uh, be going at it tonight, and we know they're going to be coming with 100% at each other, does that give Becky the idea that she's going to have an advantage going into their triple threat TLC match? at uh, TLC on Sunday. Becky responds with uh, knowing that it doesn't necessarily give her an advantage because she's going against one of the best, well, excuse me, two of the best uh, in Charlotte and Oscar. And it's, you know, she's coming off of a, you know, injury. So she has to go in and basically road test her face and her head, you know, and she doesn't care if it makes the doctors twitchy because she's going to go in and actually prove herself and prove what happens every time, you know, the man comes around. That's what she said. Every time man gets in the ring, history happens. That's what she claims. And, yep, I'm still definitely anticipating what she's going to be capable to do with, you know, well, in one of the most dangerous matches in WWE. So it's going to be something else. I know it. We all know it. So this is why we have to tune in Sunday to see what happens at TLC. It should be the main event. I'm excited to see what takes place. But tonight, in the main event between Charlotte and Oscar, Becky's going to be sitting there ringside. So let's all, let's all anticipate that together. Meanwhile, coming up next, we got the tag team match between Rusev and Jeff Hardy taking on Samoa Jones, Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, did you know... That before coming a WWE superstar, Naomi starred as a dancer for hip-hop star Flo Rida and was a cheerleader for the Orlando Magic. She released her first single title, Dance All Night, in May 2014. Go pick that up. Alright, so uh, we definitely got the tag team match between Jeff Hardy and Rusev taking on Shinsuke Nakamura, the United States champion, and the Samoan submission specialist, 
Samoa Joe, and uh, we know that you know Samoa Joe again has been attacking attacking Jeff Hardy for his you know his past demons with you know uh, drinking alcohol and an excessive amount and such like that, and you know it's it's a little uh, you know it's about getting championships and such like that. But my question is, why are you attacking him for that? And y'all aren't gonna have a championship match anytime soon. You know, this almost looks like a, you know, you're at the back of the line a bit. But, I mean, everybody should be vying for the United States Championship. And if we're, you know, really looking at it, if anything. So, you just, you know, he's just mad. And I guess this is his way of trying to show that he can uh, become a champion eventually. He should be looked at to be a United States champion because they're all, Sitting here in the ring, in my opinion, I think he should be going at Shinsuke. But, you know, that's that that we'd have to see some uh, face tactics from one of the other. Eh, but whatever, it's quite all right. So, um, getting into the tag team match, let's uh, see what we end up being able to get. It's gonna be what? Wait, wait, huh? Oh man. Uh, uh. Are you dancing? Alright, there we go. Let's get into the match, folks. So, uh, commentary had a very, very intriguing conversation, a very engaging conversation about whether or not uh, Samoa Joe is uh, right or not. And the argument is, well, he's not being very nice. And what's the point of him? Uh, acting like this whilst uh, Jeff Hardy and Joe were in the ring and outside of the ring at times scrapping it out uh, Jeff Hardy is uh, you know great superstar and he's had a very long tenure with the WWE and the sports entertainment in general and uh, Corey Graves argument is that Samoa Joe isn't necessarily here to be a nice guy you know I think Ravy actually end up getting the upper hand in that uh, debate because, you know, a very valuable lesson is that we're, um, let's just, we're looking at a, at a combat type of sport. We're looking at something where they do fight and that's what it's about. It's not about being a nice guy or not. And, you know, that's a lesson that we all learn, you know, as people that enjoy a product and look at other things. You know, I said this a long time ago, but, WWE is basically the purest essence of sports. You know, you have a favorite sports team, and that's exactly or the brand, the sports brand. Like, you know, you have the 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 New England Patriots. It's a brand in itself. You know, you have the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, you have the New York Yankees. You know, and these guys are the brands as far as sports entertainment goes. And World Wrestling Entertainment, you know, they're they're their own brand, they're their own sports team, and they represent the championships that the uh, that the WWE brand has uh, to offer us. So, I think that um, it's not necessarily about being nice; it's about being the best. And sometimes uh, going about it in a fashion that Joe is going about it. It might not be agreed with, but it definitely uh, 
attracts people to notice you, you know, and pay attention to what you're doing. Especially when we're looking at fighting, you know, and Joey can defend himself. So even though I'm on Jeff Hardy's side, I might be a little biased because I've been uh, seeing Jeff Hardy perform longer than I've been seeing Samoa Joe perform, even though Samoa Joe has a myriad of experience inside of the squared circle, I'm sure, you know, so I think that at the end of the day, Joe can attack uh, what Jeff Hardy has fallen short with, but Jeff Hardy can attack back and saying, hey, that doesn't define me. What I do now and moving forward defines me. And I definitely would agree with that. So while Stay was having that argument outside of the ring, inside of the ring, we saw a fair contest between Joe and Jeff Hardy, where Jeff Hardy and uh, Joe both end up needing to get a hot tag to the United States champion and to uh, Rusev. So Rusev gets in the ring and he's, uh, again, fired up. We haven't seen either one of these guys necessarily going at it, so it's built a true hunger when they get into the ring, and we've seen uh, Rusev just completely going off on Shinsuke Nakamura. We saw a great clothesline to open it up. We saw a crazy fallaway slam that Shinsuke uh, took perfectly, you know, with rotating his body. We uh, We have Rusev looking strong. And we've got Shinsuke, when he was uh, taking out Jeff Hardy for a moment, when Joe was able to get a fresh tag, it was really, really, uh, really, really cool to see the King of Strong Style deliver some of his very devastating knee strikes. But let's uh, continue in this match because right now Rusev does indeed have the upper hand. All right, so uh, Rusev was able to floor Nakamura enough times to eventually uh, start setting up for what seemed to be the accolade. Uh, Nakamura was able to get up, so Rusev had to change the plan. He was attempting to go for some sort of maybe German suplex or full Nelson slam or something of the sort, but Nakamura was able to hit him with some elbows, which just forced Rusev to try to go for a backdrop. Pardon me, pardon that sound, because this match is heating up. We're coming toward the closing segment. Manakamura was able to reverse that into a backflip to land on his feet. He uh, got some offense on Rusev, which then led Samoa Joe to come back into the ring because now everything is just broken down. But then Jeff Hardy came in to save, hit Samoa Joe with a twist of fate. Samoa had to uh, roll out of the ring, but that sent Jeff Hardy to the ring apron, and he jumped off and delivered a clothesline to the outside from jumping off of the ring apron. And... um. While Rusev was getting up from those strikes, uh, Nakamura was preparing for Kinshasa. Uh, that's the knee strike. That's right. So he's going for the finisher, unzipped his shirt. He went for the knee strike. But before, as soon before he could really get his uh, steps going, Ruru came in with a surprise Machka kick. And that set up for the three count. Lana went crazy. You know, she is the best. She is number one. And... And that if we're looking at it, Rusev just pent the United States champion. So now we're looking, this could push him to the front of the line. And we could be seeing a new United States champion in Rusev pretty soon. Or at least we should be seeing a match coming up for the championship. I mean, it looks like TLC is booked. 
So we're going to see some awesomeness uh, leading into Royal Rumble potentially. And, you know, 2019 is already starting out looking promising, but I'm not going to uh, try to count any of the chickens before they hatch. But this does make Rusev look very, very good going, uh, moving forward, and at least on this United States Championship run. So let's see what happens. This next segment is brought to you by the Marine 6 Close Quarters in stores now. Get it on Blu-ray DVD. Christmas is coming, man. Do it for your family. That's a fact, Ms. and Mrs. Go watch it. It's really good. I was never, and I mean never, considered best in the world until you came along. Huh. Least. Shane walks off, disrespecting his hand out. You know, Miz is always trying to be a good guy, man. But he's not allowed to be. That was deep, man. That was that was really deep. But at the end of the day, Miz is, excuse me, Shane McMahon is the commissioner of SmackDown Live. Maybe he'll go off to think about it. But I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, Miz with all of that passion and all of that fire, it's very clear that he could do it himself. You know, I think we've all had uh, that friend that we worked really well together with or however it works and and then maybe they stop being our friend for one reason or the other Uh, again maybe just maybe it's uh, best if those friends or former friends or however we're gonna look at it uh do their own thing for a while you know like again the best in the world trophy is just a symbol uh, of what Miz was trying to get at with trying to bring Shane McMahon to a tag team position. Like, Miz has been, a, you know, WWE champion. He's main event at WrestleMania. He's He's been at the top of the mountain, but he was never considered best in the world until he, uh, you know, linked up with Shane O'Mac. Miz got injured. <laughs> and this is what forced Shane to jump in. But the reasons why he jumped in, of course, was for the SmackDown brand, but ultimately because of that rivalry that he has with his own sister, not necessarily because he wanted to uh, defend Miz's honor. So I think Miz might just have that little part of the game twisted up. And once he figures that part out, then, you know, you know, then things can uh, start to change. I think Miz, you know, just let it be. Let the mat, let this uh, story continue to tell itself because I could start going into all kinds of things that probably haven't even been thought up yet. But that is the in-depth analysis of the product. 
that I uh, bring you guys each and every week. Uh, but either way, uh, Mixed Match Challenge. We got the finals between Team Mahalisha and, uh, believe it or not, our truth and Carmella. That's streaming live on Sunday on the WWE Network at TLC. I'm excited for it. You should be too. And let's uh, head on into the next segment together. All right, so we cut backstage after a video package promoting the WWE World Heavyweight Championship match on Sunday at TLC. And it's uh, the lovely Kayla Braxton asking uh, former WWE World Heavyweight Champion AJ Styles about, you know, how he feels because of uh, Daniel Bryan's recent actions and how he even won the championship from him. And AJ goes on to share how we're not necessarily seeing new Daniel Bryan. People are getting a chance to see the real Daniel Bryan that will do whatever it took to win and, and cheat and the rest of that. And, but that doesn't uh, necessarily match up to an aggressive uh, do-anything-it-takes-to-win AJ Styles. And I actually spoke on this at the top of the show. I said... uh you know, AJ might have to get a little gritty. You know, he might have to turn into that, uh, what do we call it? Might turn into that uh, Georgia Pitbull that we know he can be in order to take the victory, you know, and get his championship back. But we're going to have to tune into TLC this Sunday and find out exactly how it all takes place. I'm very excited to see how it all takes place myself. I uh don't care who wins. I have my opinion on who I want to win, but I don't really want to speak on who's going to win. So AJ looks like he's ready to go in there. Daniel Bryan looks like he's ready to go. And we're just going to have to see how it takes place. We know AJ is counting down the days, hours, and minutes. So let's see how it all happens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, if, uh, remember, AJ Styles did say if he, uh, <laughs> pardon me for leaving that part out, AJ said if he, um, not if he goes and gets Daniel Bryan back right now, then he's not going to be able to compete on Sunday, and that's not what we want. So, yeah, no one, no one wants to beat up Daniel Bryan more. So I actually like uh, AJ's attitude going into this personally. It feels like uh, it feels like AJ knows what he has to do to pick up or secure a victory, and um. I know that Daniel Bryan doesn't necessarily care. He might have himself a nice and long uh, championship feud. Or we might be able to see what a three-time championship run from uh, the phenomenal AJ Styles. You know, we pulling for the faces. I would like to see the face win here. I'm sorry. I I know I said it, but I had to take a second and think about it. Now, I want to see the face win. You know, this uh, little veganistic thing that you know, uh, Dane Bryan's on, and well, there's nothing wrong with being a vegan, I respect anybody that cares to take care of their body, you know, it is the temple and such like that, but to try to, uh, demean others and make them feel like they're less than, and to speak down on other human beings only because of their, uh, quote-unquote, uh, diet choices, you know, you're not, it's not very becoming to the WWE champion, and I'm not saying it's, oh, you're not a nice guy, you're not being a nice guy, but the WWE champion is supposed to be a role model. And there are way too many people that are already, already believe that, you know, well, they're called the mindless consumers from his side of the planet. You know, but, well, excuse me, his side of the WWE universe. But, you know, we're just going to have to see how the Pitbull responds to it all this Sunday. 
streaming live on the WWE Network, which is uh, TLC, Tables, Lives, and Chairs. Either way, we have our main event coming up right now between Charlotte and Oscar. This is the WrestleMania rematch. Are we going to get to see a return of Charizard? We know Becky Lynch is going to be ringside. Is Rebecca going to give us a showing? Or are we going to see the Empress of Tomorrow, uh, you know, remind us all why she was undefeated for a very, very long time? Let's find out together. Oh, man. So between the two uh, women, the two of the three going at it for the Women's Championship, we in this WrestleMania rematch, between Charlotte and Oscar, we know that uh, they both know each other. Charlotte has uh, experienced what Oscar has to offer, and Oscar has experienced what Charlotte has to offer, and they've had some time to really internalize it and be prepared for the next time they go at it. So in the early part of the match, you can definitely see the two accustomed to each other. Charlotte took a crazy German suplex and also had to deal with a lot of the uh, attempted submission holds from Oscar, but... Because of her long legs, because of her, uh, you know, like longer stature and she's powerful, she's been able to uh, counter out of some of them reaching the ropes before they had to run to a commercial break. Charlotte was actually in the Oscar lock, but was wisely put in from Oscar from a first attempt and then uh, went, you know, laid down because of, uh, you know, just a, a, a reversal from Charlotte. You see, this is a a back-and-forth matchup. Oscar took the time to get some quick breaths in and then actually cinched it in for a moment. Charlotte had the long legs and was able to think about what to do. Her reversal was uh, attempting to roll over. And once she was able to roll all the way over, she rolled directly into the ropes, closer to the commentary table or the commentary section, and they, she was able to break the hold in general. So we're, we're excited to see how they continue telling the story with the women's champion, the man, Becky Lynch, sitting ringside. And this is already quite the main event between the two. They know each other so well. How is this all going to take, uh, how is this all going to, uh, end up before TLC between these three women because we know that the men is scouting the competition outside of the ring. Listen, this match between Charlotte and Oscar has been nothing short of amazing. They both gave everything they possibly had to each other, to the WWE Universe. And of course, it's sitting ringside through the women's champion because this is what it's all about, the WWE Women's Championship. This has been quite the main event. It, the match went just as it started with a lot of reversal spots, a lot of power spots. Charlotte was able to try to attempt a spear. Oscar went, hit some knees to the face. Oscar was able to reverse when Charlotte went for a first moonsault. Oscar took a second attempted spear, and this was after she began to toy with Charlotte, but both women were very fatigued, but they continued to go forth. Oscar cinched in the Oscar lock toward the end of the match, and you could feel it, but Charlotte was able to get Oscar out of the ring. Oscar kicked out of that second spear, which was uh, completely unforeseen. But 
Either way, when uh, she locked in the Oscar lock, finally, Charlotte got him through the, the second ropes and was able to break the hold going out of the ring. Now, this match was all over the place in a good way, but ah, <laughs> surprisingly enough, we did get the return of Charizard. That's right, where Oscar was hit with the kendo stick that Charlotte got from underneath the ring. Last time Charizard came about when in my when I would say Charizard was born was at Survivor Series in that match where she had to replace Becky Lynch because she had no idea on how to beat Ronda Rousey. Just like tonight. It seemed that Ronda excuse me, it seemed that Charlotte didn't know what to what else to do to beat Oscar. You know, she even did her little trash talking in the face. She slapped Oscar. She slammed her leg and ankle against the LED post. One of those matches that I would say go back and watch the highlights of on the WWE YouTube channel because you, this one was a good treat for the WWE Universe. It was an excellent main event. And uh, sadly, it ended in disqualification because Charizard uh, came about and began to wail on Oscar with the kendo stick. Ding, 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 DQ. Man, so Charizard went in with the kendo stick, even gave the man, Becky Lynch, a couple of licks with it. But the problem is, when Charlotte was, uh, you know, so tired and fatigued, just like we called, she sat down on the side of the announce table. She almost even hit Tom Phillips. My goodness, Phillips, are you all right? Either way, uh, she sat down, Becky Lynch said she's gonna get up out of there, but that's when Charlotte got back up, gave Oscar a couple more hits with it, and hit Becky Lynch in the leg. Now, Becky was just gonna get out of there, so Charizard was definitely running wild. When she hit Becky Lynch in the leg with it, uh, that, she turned around and continued to wail on Oscar, but that's when uh, Rebecca came about. She got a couple of hits in with the kendo stick, knocked Charlotte down after throwing her into the steps, but all in all, then Oscar got up, and started wailing on them both, threw Becky over the announce table, and started beating on both of them at the same time with the kendo stick, from one side to the next, from the floor to the announce table. It was a sight to behold. I really appreciate seeing all three of them remain strong looking going into their TLC match, first ever women's TLC match for the Women's Championship at TLC stream alive on Sunday. Uh, um, I know that we're all excited about it uh, going into it. I would almost ask again, Raw, how do you respond? Three hours is a long time to try to fight something like that. And all we have is Ronda Rousey uh, versus uh, the face breaker, Nia Jax. But uh, you know, for real, for real, we know that this is this this is always a surprise, you know, and it's always an opening for a surprise. We know that these uh, these women are all very combustible elements, and I'm <laughs> I'm ready to see what takes place between all five of the participants, and never forget that Tamina is lurking somewhere on the outside. So no, no, I'm not gonna ask how does Raw respond this week. I want to see how. Uh, TLC takes place. I'm extremely excited to see how it all happens, and I'm pretty sure you all also, you know what you should do if you haven't yet, 
go and subscribe to the WWE Network. You're going to get TLC for free if you're a new subscriber. And what you really need to do is go and share this share this uh, podcast to one of your social media platforms to tell your friends about it and ensure that they come through and favor my podcast. Shouts to all my guys. Shouts to Tom and the Wrestling Podcast. And, you know, shouts to uh, EPW. Literally, I'm going to continue to uh, do this, and I can't wait to uh, TLC on Sunday stream live on the WWE Network. This is Blake. This has been the podcast from the shadows. Download this. Go get the Mattel Elite uh, Best of WWF Attitude Era uh, action figures, and ensure you get out there and get the Marine 6. Hold up. Get your booty on some FYE also. But above all, tell your friends download the Anchor app. I will talk to you guys later. I will catch you guys for 205 Live tomorrow. Peace.